0: This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Tricia. Hello, welcome back to the Lost Start of Communication podcast. Today is our second episode in the Friendship Series. Last week, we talked about how to talk to complete strangers. So that might be in the grocery store, at the park, in a setting where you're not necessarily going with the intention of making friends, but embracing that opportunity to form a connection with someone. Today, we're going to talk about other avenues you can take more specifically with the goal of making friends and forming connections with other people. I am super excited for this episode because it's something that both Molly and I are experiencing firsthand. We caught up the other day on the phone and literally half our conversation was talking about different events that we went to and potential friends that we made and how we're going to try to make those relationships happen because we are both in relatively new cities for us and we are not in school. It's difficult to make friends as an adult. And so today we want to provide some options that you all can use to try to make friends if you're struggling with that. And then next week we'll go in more depth on how to turn those acquaintances that you met at these sorts of events into more solid friendships?
1: Yeah. So even though um, I'm still relatively new, but it's almost been a year for me in this city, so I'm still working at it. So it didn't happen overnight, and it is still pretty hard for me. Mm -hmm. So this is not something that comes easy. It is a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm excited to talk about this stuff too because it's something I've been working hard at more recently. Yeah.
0: So I think the first thing, if you're... So I moved to Savannah, and I didn't know a soul. I didn't know a single person here. So that can be very intimidating. Okay, how am I going to meet people? And so I made a point specifically to have a roommate and to live with someone so that I could have a built-in friend and then meet friends through that person. Molly's experience is a little different because, Molly, you had a friend in your city,
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when I moved to California, I chose this place because my best friend lived here. Mm-hmm. So, but in the past, I moved to Boston right out of grad school, where I did the same thing as Trisha. Didn't know a soul and moved there too. Um, but I did the same thing as her. I moved in and I said I need roommates, not only for the friendship but for the money aspect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I needed to live a place with roommates, and that was one of the biggest sources of friendship that I could have ever asked for. And I'm still talking to those people today, even though we don't live in the same place. But um, that was a huge avenue to meeting people was just having roommates to come home to and helped me not feel as lonely in that brand new place.
0: Mm -hmm. And that might not be your thing. Maybe you're at a point in your life where you want to live by yourself and that's fine. But try to use your living community as a way to meet people, maybe other people in your apartment complex or in your neighborhood. You can get to know and try to be friendly with those people because that's also going to be convenient. I think I read something once that said people are more likely to stay in romantic relationships based on the proximity of where each partner lives from each other. So the closer you live to the person you're dating, the more likely you are to stay together, and so I would imagine it's similar with friendships just because of that convenience factor. But the other thing I want totally. to point out is I remember when Molly was debating where to move, her only options were cities where she had a good friend, and that's a really smart move. So if you are planning to totally uproot your life and go to a new city, try to consider where will I know people, or if you don't know anyone directly, try to think about second degree connections.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think that's a good point. I think you don't have to, if you really want to just totally change everything about your life like Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to do in Boston I was like I don't want to know anybody I want to start fresh and new and I did it and that's what Trisha did um and then after that experience I was like all right it's done check next experience I need to know somebody because I'm it's it was hard for me Mm -hmm. um but I was so happy I did it because I learned so many lessons through that yeah which I'm going to share today you definitely (laughs) learn a lot about
0: yourself doing that so first up for me since I didn't know anyone here was roommate. That has been a great source of friendship, both with her, but also she's really great about introducing me to other people. So friends of friends is a really big thing. If Once you have one friend in a place, try to get them to introduce you to their friends. Or if you meet someone and you invite them out, encourage them, bring whoever you want, so that you can really increase the number of people that you come into contact with so that you can potentially form a friendship there. Another thing would be what I mentioned before of second-degree friends. When I moved to Savannah, I didn't know anyone personally, but I had a coworker in New York who comes to Savannah quite frequently, and he has one of his best friends lives here, and so I went to an event that she hosted and I told her "I was like, oh, you know, David. And so then we started hanging out and she's also introduced me to a lot of her friends and she invites me to things all the time. And so that was a really good connection that I had because of a friend that I had already had. So if you are in a new city, a really cool feature you can use is on Facebook, you can filter people on your friends list based on the city that they live in.
1: I did that for Boston. Um, I knew a friend lived there, but I didn't know exactly if she still lived there or, like, what part of Boston she lived in, if it was close. Um, And I looked her up on Facebook and I was like, oh, yeah, she does live here. Great. And then I saw she had some mutual friends, like, that also lived in Boston. I was like, oh, awesome. Like, I do know that other person, too. So it ended up, like, I knew some, like, acquaintances from college that lived in Boston. And I ended up, like, reaching out and being like, hey, like do you want to meet up? I'm moving here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and luckily she was super nice and was like, yeah, of course. And that helped bud some relationships too.
0: Yeah, I think social media is really good in this regard because you can see where people are that you might not have thought about reaching out to. You might never have known because... I feel like in today's society, people are moving all the time, and it's hard to keep up with where people are. And so many people, when I lived in New York, so many people from college, from other parts of my life, ended up in New York at some point or another. And so being able to search and use that feature, and at least that's a connection that you can have, and then potentially form a stronger relationship, even if it's someone from your past that, like in Molly's case, you maybe didn't know that well, and then you saw they were in Boston, and so now you have a person to explore Boston with and get to go meet other people with too.
1: And that's the scariest, that vulnerability piece of like, do I reach out? I don't know. They don't even like, will they remember me? Is this weird? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it's always worth it. What's the worst that's going to happen? They say, no. Sometimes they might say no. Sometimes they might say yes, but it's always worth it to reach out.
0: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time, and we'll get into this more when we talk about turning those acquaintances into friendships and steps to do that, but as a general statement most of the time I feel like other people are thinking the same thing and if unless a person just really doesn't want to make new friends they're probably going to be more welcoming and open to you than you think
1: and I mean me and Trisha are both in our Ah, late twenties. That's so weird. Late twenties. And so this I feel like it's one of the toughest times to make friends because everyone secretly wants more friends. A lot of people are like in relationships now, like settled down, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But and they don't keep in touch with as many friends and they, they want more friendships. And it's so hard to meet friends. Mm-hmm. Um that like if you're the person doing this work, I think it is going to be well received because mm-hmm secretly everybody wants more friends in their life, at this age specifically.
0: Yeah. Okay, so using friends of friends is a good way to do things. Once someone introduces you to someone else, then you can try to get that other person's contact info and build your network from there.
1: So another one that I just thought of even just starting this episode when we were talking Mm -hmm. is on top of roommates is um, coworkers. I think that's a huge one to take advantage of, and I know a lot of people sometimes... Um, will compartmentalize like oh that's my work life this is my personal life but like if you do happen to connect with one of your like work friends (laughs) it's okay to like try and make that into a friendship we can talk about the details about that next week but like don't write that off as a as an option for becoming a friend
0: I love that you bring that up because I now that I'm in Savannah I'm working primarily remotely and I'm trying to build a business myself so I don't have any co-workers in Savannah but in New York I was very when I first started I got along well with my coworkers but then as I got to be more comfortable with the company and I was there for longer I was very adamant about creating more of a community feeling within our company and so I really went out of my way to try to hang out with coworkers outside of work. And now they're some of my best friends. So even in Savannah, I'm still in touch with my coworkers in New York all the time. When I think about going to New York, it's to see them and my other friends, of course, that I didn't work with, but they really turned into solid friendships in and outside of work. And that just makes work so much more enjoyable because you're like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my friends today. And I think that that's a really great idea.
1: And you already have that set connection of like, oh, we like are interested in the same field. So it's already a kind of basis of like, oh, I bet we would get along outside of it. And again, that's not always true, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it can be.
0: But I think that's a great point because unless you are working remotely or working for yourself, then that's probably going to be your first connection in a new city and a new place. And
1: you're there every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot cool cool um all right so those are like the more traditional kind of ways to meet friends that like I feel like a lot of people know and can relate to really well but then me and Trisha since we are so in the depths of this we have definitely explored different options um and we've I think between the two of us have gone through almost all of them (laughs) like that are now out there I guess so do you want to start Trisha talking about some of the Things you've done? Sure.
0: So, one thing that I found to be really helpful going back to social media is on Facebook, you can look for events in your area. And so, if you type in your location, or I think Facebook already knows your location, and then (laughs) you search for events going on that week or going on that day, you can see different things that are happening. And that's been, I take advantage of that a lot. There's also a website called Savannah Master Calendar, and that has a lot of events. I went to a networking event last week that was on Eventbrite, and I met a girl there who wanted to be friends in a more social, not business capacity, and so really going to search for different events that you can go to by yourself and meet people, I think is great. And the fun thing about Facebook, too, is you can see if any of your Facebook friends are going to the event as well. So even or though, even
1: just interested. Yeah. Or
0: interested. Even though right now I don't have that many friends in Savannah, it's a pretty it's small enough that I'll usually see a name or two that I recognize. And so then if I don't want to go to the event alone, I can reach out to that person and say, hey, I saw you're going to this. Let's go together. But I think that's a really great way to see things that are going on.
1: Yeah, I've done a lot of um, yoga at brewery events. Those are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, they're awesome. But like, it's always pretty much an environment where people are also willing to meet new people and then maybe they're not seeking out new people at that event but they're always willing to meet new people Mm -hmm. at those events it's always like yeah definitely go talk to the person over there so you can do some of the tips we talked about in our strangers episode last week um but I think it's just a very open environment typically those kind of events if it's posted online they want random people to come and they want to meet people Mm -hmm. so
0: that's been helpful for me another And most of you have probably heard of meetup.com. That's a way. I haven't used it since I've been in Savannah, but I'm thinking of going to a yoga meetup tomorrow. So the good thing about these events and these meetups is you can choose something that you genuinely like because then you'll find people that that have similar interests as you. So if I go to a yoga meetup, I know that I'm probably going to meet people that like to do yoga. And so then that's something that I can do with them. Or if you... Go to a runner's meetup because you like running. I have – oh, that's – so if you're in a city that has the November Project.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was – I didn't even think to say that.
0: Yeah. It just occurred to me, too. So I have a friend that lives in San Diego, and she met, like, all of her friends there through this workout group called November Project. And it's built on being social. So, yes, you're there to work out. And trust me, you'll get a great workout because she took me there and I was sore for like a week. (laughs) But, Molly, didn't you do that in Boston too?
1: Yeah, I did it a couple times. Um, I did not use the strategies that we've talked about in previous episodes so I was too nervous and not ready to be so vulnerable in those situations mm-hmm. but it was just a great way to feel even just social like oh I did something today that, that I got to interact with people mm-hmm. um and it is an awesome workout they have it in like almost all the major cities that um are in the United States and actually around the world so they're everywhere
0: and I just want to point out what you said about You didn't want to be vulnerable. So maybe you didn't make any solid friendships from the November project, but it's still a social experience. So I feel good, even if I go somewhere and I don't make any friends there, I still like being around people and having conversations in general. So it makes me happy just to do those things. So even if you're going into every event with the goal of, okay, I got to get someone's number. I got to make a best friend here. Then it's going to get really exhausting and it's not going to be fun anymore.
1: I, mean, I think that's what I did in Boston for sure, and I think that's why I kind of burnt out because I was like, I'm not making any good friends here, but like I didn't take into account that like I was being social in general, and like mm-hmm. I couldn't it is important, like you said, don't put so much pressure on each event.
0: Mm-hmm. So just go with an open mind and know that you might make friends there, but if you are stressing so hard about it, it's probably actually building a wall and making you feel more nervous.
1: I would imagine that you are so
0: fixated on meeting people that that actually prevented you from talking to people because you put so much pressure on having the perfect conversation with them.
1: Yes. And then I turned out really awkward when I did because I was like, oh my gosh, this is the conversation. And it was just uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But you still got that social
1: experience and that's really important and probably a great workout. Exactly. And I got to like when I didn't have any social interactions that week. Like, outside of my work, I felt really bummed. But when I did say, like, oh, I went to November Project and I, like, went to a coffee shop or whatever. Like, when I was surrounded by people with opportunities, it always built me up. hmm Yeah. Cool.
0: So, Facebook events, meetups, those are some ways
1: to meet people. One that I just tried out for the first time this week was um, Bumble BFF. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Bumble is typically a dating app but they've also opened up a new avenue to meeting friends because they know it's such a big area that people are seeking so it's awkward at first because I'm so used to swiping and doing all those things for dating but you're swiping and meeting people for friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um I did it this past week actually and it ended up really fun it ended up being like a large group of girls so it was kind of like a meet-up situation where it was a lot of random people coming together that this girl had organized on her own but it was a really cool opportunity to meet people and um they're all in that situation obviously to meet people too so it kind of breaks down that wall of like do you want a friend do you want to meet people they do because you're so.
0: going in with the precedent of making friends yep So that's kind of nice is that you go in and you're not worried about like, oh, what's this person going to think if I say I want to be your friend? Because sometimes I'll meet someone that I really like and I think is super cool and then I'll be like, oh my gosh, I want to be a friend. But what if they don't want to be my friend? Whereas if you're in a situation like that, I feel like it takes a lot of the guesswork out.
1: And it was really nice when I was at that meetup, I had a lot of conversations with girls and I like put myself out there being like, yeah, it's so hard to meet people. I'm so happy this thing got organized or, oh, I'm so happy that like... I did this for the first time. This is my first time doing this, but like I've been wanting to meet people, so it's great. And then it kind of made that vulnerability go down Mm -hmm. for everybody because we all had that same experience and it was spoken, and then we all got to kind of connect, which was cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So similar to Bumble, but not quite, is a website that I am a huge fan of. Some of my friends tease me for how much I love this site, but it's called Couchsurfing. If you are unfamiliar, Couchsurfing, Molly's laughing at me right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't do it in Peru. Hey, <laughs> For a place they to were sleep, really but... nice.
0: You even said sure. so. Okay, we can Anyway, they were, yeah. So that you understand <laughs> what we're talking about Couchsurfing is a website where you make a profile and you can, when you're traveling, find a host, someone to host you in that city. It's similar to Airbnb, except that you don't pay it's free and so if for example I wanted to be a couch surfing host in Savannah I would put my put that on my profile and if someone wanted to visit Savannah they could stay with me for free I've never hosted but when I traveled a lot by myself I loved couch surfing one because it was free and I was not super financially stable at the time. And uh, two, because you got to meet people. I was traveling by myself. I didn't want to stay somewhere by myself. Hostels, I think, are also a great way to meet people, but I'm not a huge fan of hostels. I liked couch couchsurfing because you had your own space, or I had my own space, and I got to meet locals, and they got to show me around. And most of the time, it was a positive experience. But what is also great about couch surfing is even if you don't want to stay with someone, I understand why that might be nerve-wracking, and it takes a lot of trust to do that, they also have this really cool app now called Hangouts. And so what you can do is you can post yourself as being available for a certain amount of time on a day, and you can say if you want to get food, if you want to get drinks, if you want to explore the area. And if someone else sees it, then they can message you and say, oh, I'm free too. And then you can choose if you want to hang out with them or not. You also can go through and look at people's profiles in different cities and just message them. When I lived as a nanny in Italy, I didn't know anyone my age. And so I used couch surfing in that city and I messaged a few people randomly. One of the girls ended up being my best friend there. I ended up quitting working for the family that I was living with, and I just lived with her. because. And it was an amazing experience. And so I think couch surfing is great. The people that tend to be on couch surfing generally are very open-minded and very trusting, and they want to get to know people, and they're very social, and so usually they're good about connecting you with other friends. They know the local spots. I've done it a few times in Savannah. It's not a huge community here, but... It probably exists wherever you live, so check it out. I'm a huge fan.
1: Yeah, no, and I think I would feel way more comfortable with the Hangouts app. I think that's an awesome platform that, like, you get to narrow it down, like, I'm available at this time, this place, and this is what I want to do. I I think that's really, really cool, because I'm not always, that's not always available. Yeah,
0: but what's great about it too is that people are there because they want to help other people get to know thing, the area. And so Molly and I couch surfed in Peru and it almost was a scary experience, but it turned out being great.
1: This is true, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, okay, so couch surfing, yes, awesome. Um, something else that I did in Boston that didn't end up being my thing, but I can definitely. Share other success stories from other my friends, my other friends who've done it is um, kickball or like those social sports clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, I did it in Boston. I did kickball two seasons. Um, I am not a sports person. I am scared of any type of sport. I stand in the outfield and say, please don't come near me. It's super cool. And, (laughs) (laughs) but I did end up meeting people through that because all of those events are. Um, designed to make connections with people. Mm -hmm. So when there's that game, there's always, like, a meeting afterwards at, like, a bar or a restaurant that you can kind of connect with your teammates. Mm -hmm. And I actually met a girl out there who loved doing... um, loved going to breweries and loved hiking. So I ended up hanging out with her a couple times outside of Kickball. Um, So... Even though it wasn't my favorite, like, activity in that moment, I did meet people outside of it, which ended up being really cool. And I know a lot of people who used to do intramurals in college and stuff and are seeking more activities. And it's a really, really cool opportunity. So that's another one that's really cool to look into. I Yeah,
0: I've thought about that. and someone actually mentioned that to me the other day, like, oh, why don't you try kickball or softball or something? And I thought about it, and maybe I'll do it, but I, like Molly, I'm also not a sports person. I've never played sports, and I feel like I would just look stupid. And so I would recommend putting yourself, since it's already an uncomfortable situation, or can be, putting yourself in situations like this and trying to make friends, I like to go to things where I know that I'm going to be somewhat comfortable. So if I go to a yoga meetup, I'm probably going to be comfortable because I like doing yoga. If I go to a flag football meetup, I'm going to be terrified the whole time. And maybe that would be a good way, a good conversation starter, like help me, I don't know what I'm doing. But it's, I don't know, it's still intimidating for me. And so I think you want to ease into things. If something scares you to death, it might be good to do for your own personal growth. Go to improv because it sounds terrifying. But I wouldn't say go to improv to make a bunch of friends if improv really scares you because you might not be yourself in that situation
1: so speaking of improv I did improv in Boston and I did it more to like get out of my shell and just to like get better at like my job and things like that but I ended up meeting some really fun people through it so see look at that if you do it mm -hmm. yeah but like I didn't I think that goes back to the point that we made earlier. I didn't do it to make friends. I did it to put myself in a situation where I wanted to grow personally and it ended up being like,
0: great. So So, you went with the intention of doing something for yourself and as a byproduct, you made connections. And I think that is so important with anything we do. Once we put ourselves in the places, and do the activities that are in alignment with who we are and who we want to become, then those relationships will happen organically. I didn't start my job, for example, in New York with the intention of meeting cool people, but I met so many cool people because I was doing a thing that I loved, and I was able to share that with those people. So first and foremost, make sure you're doing these things for yourself, keeping in mind the potential to meet friends as well.
1: But not putting that pressure on it so much being like I have to meet friends like we talked about Mm -hmm. when we were talking about the November project same kind of thing um and that's something I'm super guilty of I'm kind of learning about that as we're talking right now like Mm -hmm. I put so much pressure on the situation so a lot of times they don't come to fruition for me um but I think that's a really important thing to know
0: Yeah, I think it's something we're both going through. Even this morning, I was complaining to Molly. I was like, I might not have anything to do, like, tomorrow night. Like, it's one night, and Molly's like, you're doing great. You're very active. So it sometimes takes putting it into perspective and being kind to ourselves and recognizing that this is a process, and a lot of these connections are a slow burn. They're not going to happen right away.
1: And I think a good point to note is that I am an introvert, so... I, when I lived in Boston, I put so much pressure on myself and I would tell myself I need to do two new things like what we're talking about, like one of these types of activities a week. And that burnt me out so hard because I build up my, like, I refill based on being alone a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I need that alone time. And I was also trying to date. So I was like doing these new meetups and going on like at least one date a week. So I wasn't listening to my own needs and my body and my brain to know that like I needed to recharge a couple nights a week Mm -hmm. and I was putting so much pressure on myself in these events so I wasn't meeting people and making it turn into friendships Mm -hmm. and I was depleting my energy levels so it was not a healthy experience for me Mm -hmm. so knowing yourself knowing how much of these you can handle um knowing That like what we're talking about, don't put so much pressure on it and just know yourself and listen to your body of like what you need.
0: I think it is good to set a goal say, maybe I'm going to do one of these, but then if you don't meet the goal, that's when it's important to be forgiving. One thing that Molly said that really helped me the other day when we were just talking about this stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, and it was Saturday and I didn't have anything to do and I was so frustrated. And Molly's like, why don't you write a list of all the social things that you did this week? Because to her, it was like, I did this thing and this thing and this thing. And to me, I was like, oh my gosh, I had this night where I didn't do anything. And then that really helped me realize that, wow, okay, I need to take a step back and be like a little (laughs) less intense because it's okay.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that helped you (laughs) because I forgot I said that. It helped me
0: a lot. So if that's happening to you and you're feeling like so much pressure about these things like we are, really write out all the things that you have done and use that as momentum for the next time because this is supposed to be fun like meeting people should be fun it shouldn't be a chore
1: Mm Hmm. yeah so be gentle on yourself Mm -hmm. but know that these opportunities exist and take advantage of them when you feel ready yeah so a few more
0: examples of places you can meet people i forgot to mention this earlier when we were talking about facebook events Facebook groups are also a good thing. I joined, like, I just typed in the word Savannah and joined, like, half the groups (laughs) that exist. That's what I did, too. Really? Because then they come up, they have events, and they have, sometimes they just post cool articles. And I'm Catholic, so I've been attending events with, there's a young adult Catholic group in Savannah if you have a religious affiliation that's a really great way or a strong political affiliation a lot of those events happen that's a good way to find similar-minded people as well
1: um on that same vein I know a lot of my friends have had success with junior league um it's I think it's somewhat like I'm not really sure what it's like, but look it up. (laughs) I don't know what that is. It's it's a community of women, um, typically, and they usually have, like, a philanthropic focus. Mm -hmm. Um, So that might be something you're interested in. And on the same vein as groups... Sorry, what were you going to say, Tricia? No, I was going to say, going off that, volunteering in general. is a. That's what I was going to say, too, yep. Great minds. Think alike. Yeah. Yes. There's actually a really cool website that a lot of cities... um, have that I actually went to a lot of events in in Boston is onebrick.org it's like a social slash volunteering group um I like I did a I volunteered at a Sam Adams event and I poured beer uh-huh. it was great it was a really fun experience um so that's a cool website to check out
0: that is cool and again it's you want to find the balance between volunteering out of the goodness of your heart and because the thing it's a volunteer organization that you really care about with the knowledge of, okay, I might meet people and make friends here. But I think volunteering is so nice because it's fulfilling on its own. So if you don't make friends, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to feel like you wasted your time. You're never going to feel like mm-hmm. you wasted t- I hope you wouldn't feel like you wasted time volunteering and giving back to the community. So it's a good way to help your own mental health as well as potentially grow your social connections.
1: Yeah. Um, I think there's one more I had. Let me see. I made a little list. Oh, book clubs are great. Mm-hmm. I um, kind of had a random experience here where my friend who I live with, she is just the most social person i know and she's just great at this stuff and doesn't even think anything of it doesn't ever put pressure on herself for it but um she met one of her soul cycle instructors and her soul cycle instructor had a book club so my roommate invited me to the book club and now i have a book club so that's always a really fun thing and it's consistent but it's not so much every um it's a nice frequency where i don't feel overwhelmed socially like it's once a month and it's great that's great then yeah. Yeah. Another thought I had was
0: I'm going tonight to a cooking class that
1: was Ooh, actually a oh gift yay. by
0: my coworkers who are my friends. And I'm super excited. And the reason that they gave me the cooking class one is because I like to cook, but also because they know that I don't have too many friends down here and they want to help build my community down here, which is very sweet of them. And so
1: that's so sweet. I didn't even think of the fact that they got you that because of that friendship piece, too. That's so sweet. You got some good people.
0: Yeah. And so going to classes is also another avenue you can take if you do want to invest in something like that. So invest in a cooking class if you like cooking or invest in a coding class if you want to learn to code. And that way you can meet people that are interested, again, in similar things. It might be a small startup cost, but at the end of the day, it's worth it because friendship is the most important thing that we have.
1: Yay. I love that. All right. So take homes for this week. Um, I was thinking of take homes a little bit during this episode and I think an easy one to start off with is research one of these avenues that me and Trisha just threw at you (laughs) and choose one that you want to invest in. Um, just one. And I think Trying it out just one time, I think, is a good homework assignment for this week.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. So I would say really think about something in your life, either a quality about yourself or a hobby that you've always been interested in trying. Something for yourself, regardless of what other people are doing. Just think of something that you've always wanted to improve upon and find an event related to that that could also be a social opportunity.
1: And some people have a lot of thoughts about going alone. If you do grab one of your already existing friends or roommate or whatever and go do that too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah you can it's actually sometimes easier to meet people when you're with one other person. Just make sure that if you do go to something like this with other people or one other person that you're not exclusively talking to them because that defeats the purpose.
1: So I've stopped myself from doing that I I don't go with people I know because I do get so comfortable in that, like, but I have this girl, it's fine. Mm -hmm.
0: So that would be the other take home is if you do go to any of these events or you find yourself in a situation like this, just be open-minded and try not to put pressure on yourself to necessarily make a friend. But if you find someone that you click with, make sure you express that you are interested in hanging out with them and get their contact info. Whether that's adding them on Facebook or Instagram or asking for their phone number, get their contact info. We'll talk next week about actual small talk you can make and how to start hanging out with these people more frequently. But make sure at that event that you do exchange information if it's someone that you genuinely want to see again. And you can say, hey, I really enjoyed this conversation. I would love to hang out with you again. Can I get your number?
1: Definitely. Awesome. All right, so episode two of our friendship series is a check. Yes.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, please feel free to reach out to us at lostartofcommunication at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Lost Art of Communication. Please join our secret Facebook group,
1: Lost Art of Communication, secret group on Facebook. And we have an Instagram. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye.